the old pre-meds podcast session number 167. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, where I take questions from premedforms.com and answer them here on the podcast. We specifically take questions from the non-traditional pre-med form, also known as the old pre-meds forms. Don't worry, you don't have to be old to be part of this community. You just have to be a non-traditional student, which is the majority of students nowadays. So we have a question today from a student who has a bunch of questions, mostly on research and volunteering and courses. They say, Dear Dr. Gray, this is Elizabeth. They put their name at the end. I like when they have their name so I know what to call them, him or her. Uh, They say, Dear Dr. Gray, I just wanted to preface that I recently found your podcast from a classmate's recommendation. It was great advice because I have found the Facebook community to be truly supportive to members. Awesome. And this, the Facebook community they're talking about is the pre-med hangout, which you can find at medicalschoolhq.net slash group. I also commend you on being available to so many students who are in need of advice and guidance on this route. I know for me, family and others have generally come first before my own goals. I am just recently figuring out uh, how much I have let the priorities of others, no matter how importantly they may be, overtake the need to prioritize my own goals. So thank you for being available, especially to non-traditional students. You're welcome. I have compiled a few questions for you. I'd really appreciate any guidance you may be able to provide. Thank you in advance. All right, number one, we'll, we'll do uh, these one by one. Number one, I worked in clinical research for 67 years on clinical trials. Would that count towards clinical experience or research experience? How would that be broken down? For three and a half years, I approached patients in the ED for an observational study for enrollment and follow-up. We also completed cognitive assessments on patients with potential delirium and scored them on the CAM. I managed staff in three studies at this role as well as managing the paperwork to the IRB. I then joined another hospital where I worked for the department GI cancers and approached all new patients for consent into our sample and data collection study for GI cancers. All right, I'll stop there. So the student is just basically telling us what he or she did in this process. So how do you classify it? One thing that I like to do that students typically don't think about is that you can classify the same activity in two different ways. Clinical research coordinator, you can put it as clinical experience. Sometimes you could put it as shadowing. You can put it as research if you are involved in the research side of things. So you can tag it as research as long as you are involved in the research side of things. What does the research side of things mean? It means that you are actually analyzing data and, and thinking through the hypothesis and going through the results and, and critically thinking through all of that, right? The, the whole scientific method. Does being an admin in a research project mean that you are involved in research? No, it doesn't. So you have to be involved in the research side of things if you want to call it research. It's just like a student who is a janitor at a hospital and says, oh, that's clinical experience. I was in a hospital. No, it's it's not clinical experience, right? We need good janitorial services in the hospital, but it's not clinical experience. 
So just being involved in the admin side of things for a research project doesn't mean you're involved in research. Being a clinical research coordinator, depending on what you're doing, a lot of times the clinical research coordinator position is really the coordination stuff. It's admin, but it's really great clinical experience because you are interacting with the patients, but it's typically not research oriented, okay? So that's how I would look at that. You can definitely break down experiences into multiple different types of experiences. So you could have it as clinical experience, you could have it as research. If you if you were involved in the research side of things, you could have it as shadowing even. A lot of times clinical research coordinators are just hanging out, watching what the, the physician is doing with the patient while you're waiting. So you could break it all down and just estimate kind of what you are doing for each thing. So that's how I would answer that first question. The second question, I started retaking chemistry this semester, but I do not know if I should continue with, with chemistry or just take upper level biology courses. I've been listening to your podcast for old pre-meds and the pre-med podcast. I understand that it may be that I am on an upward trend since finishing college, but am concerned because I took my pre-med courses over 10 years ago. Of the classes after college, two of the five have been at a community college. Otherwise, they have been night classes at a four-year institution. Now my overall GPA is 3.17 and a science GPA of 3.14. During college, I had difficulty deciding on English versus biology for a major. I decided on biology my junior year and then had to double slash triple on sciences with lab. That didn't do my GPA any good, but I was worried at the time because my high school did not have a very rigorous science prep available. I graduated with an overall GPA of 2.99 and a science GPA of 2.75, excluding math courses. So I want to know what what it is including math courses because AMCAS, the MD application, includes math as science. The DO application does not. The TMDSAS typically does. When I took chemistry, I got a B minus. Now my grade is an A. I don't know how it will look to admissions for retaking it though. Should I be doubling up on upper level biology courses along with my full-time job? I took a few classes in the past, but I'd gotten B and B plus in them because I'd prioritized my work. So a B minus to an A doesn't really affect much, right? You have you have both of those grades getting, getting averaged together. So they kind of average out to a B to a B plus. So at this point, it's probably a good idea to think about redoing all of your courses since the pre-med courses were over 10 years ago. What does that do? Well, it eliminates any schools from saying your, your prereqs are too, are too old. It also helps you build a solid foundation for the MCAT. And so it's not typically what students like to hear to retake their courses but usually you'll end up better in the long run because it'll open more doors for you at at medical schools where they do have age cutoffs or time cutoffs for prereqs, and it'll also help you on uh, that little test called the MCAT. So does it matter what courses? No, it doesn't really matter. Courses are courses are courses. All the classes are going to be included. So just take as many as you can, get A's in them, and keep pushing forward. But I would potentially think about redoing all of your prereqs. Number three, I have not had time with the clinical research jobs to do volunteering. The past years, the jobs have generally required a 50 to 60 hour work week because I was an exempt employee. This year, I am in industry and now have regular hours. 
but I have had a family issue to deal with early in the year and now. And back to taking classes, will it be hard to explain why I haven't been volunteering since I started the clinical research jobs? Well, it's not hard to explain. If you have to explain it, then you just tell the truth, right? The easiest answer is always the honest answer. So you just explain what happened, but I would continue trying to do as much as possible now. So hopefully that was helpful for you. Again, just tell the truth and and you'll be good. The truth will set you free as they say. If you have a question you want answered here on the old pre-meds podcast, go to premedforms.com, register for an account if you don't already have one, find the non-traditional pre-med form and ask your questions and hopefully it'll be picked here for the podcast. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the old pre-meds podcast. <laughs>